y'all, I'm Jen Leah, and I want to welcome you to the fifth episode of the Women in Stereo podcast. Today's episode is very special and near and dear to my heart. I'm talking with 2020 American Idol alumni, Ren Patrick. She not only enthralled us with her beautiful voice on Hollywood Week, but struck a nerve in a lot of people's hearts with her personal experience with a subject that is still not talked about enough today, which is why I dedicate this episode to all the current and surviving victims of domestic abuse. I think Ren's story reminded so many dealing with these issues that they are not alone, and I'm here to reiterate that. I want to thank Ren so much for coming on and speaking so openly about her experiences, and in doing so, hopefully helping someone. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this, and one of the reasons why I aim to talk so openly with my guests about their personal experiences. It not not only gives us a little bit of a deeper window into who they are and how it might affect their music, but there might be someone out there listening, even if it's just a single person who relates to what we are saying and maybe they feel heard because of it and maybe they feel not alone and even if it's just for a fleeting moment, that makes it worth it to me. So thank you, Ren, and thank you to all the women that have come on here and just been so open and so real. And to everybody out there listening, y'all the real MVPs, I am so excited to be part of this community that just keeps growing little by little every day. So thank you so much for that. And if you want to support this channel and the ladies that I feature, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button and hit the bell icon. I'll also leave some links in the description below for y'all to check out if you feel like it. All right, y'all, that's my spiel of the month. Let's jump into the intro. Hey, y'all, I'm Jen Leah, and this is my brand new podcast, bringing you real life stories from up and coming female artists of all genres. If you want more than the mainstream, you come to the right place. This is Women in Stereo. Welcome to Women in Stereo. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank um, you so much for having me. <laughs> I know. I, I was like so excited for this like all week. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe she actually agreed to do it. And <laughs> my first American Idol alumni. Yay. <laughs> Yay, I'm honored. Thank you so much. So the first thing I like to ask my guests, because um, I like to introduce my fans to a whole wide range of female artists. Who are you? Tell me what you're all about. Uh, well, my name is Ren Patrick, and I was just on the latest season of American Idol, which was amazing and such a really fun experience. But um I've been a musician pretty much my entire life. I started out like acting and um, doing opera and musical theater when I was about six and then uh, moved on to jazz. And um, uh, I won the Downbeat Jazz Music Award when I was a teenager and got to sing at the International Jazz Festival. And from there, I started um, writing my own music and kind of just um, have always been an independent like female artist just trying to make it in this industry, you know, yeah. but Yep. <laughs> it's been good. It's been a fun ride. Um, second thing I want to ask you about is Luke Bryan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but seriously, though, how was that? Like, I know, was first of all, that was this year? That was, um, it was 2020. Yeah. So it was, um, it came out in March. So. Which is insane. Yeah. For some reason, when I first was thinking about it, I thought it was like a couple of years ago, but then this year feels like it's like a couple of years ago, so. Yeah, I feel like we can't judge time based off of 2020. It just, it's all over the place. <laughs> it's yeah. been a wild year. Yeah. Tell me about your, your audition process with that. 
because I've never talked to anyone who's been on American Idol and I've been watching it since I was a little girl. So I super interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, it was super crazy first and foremost. So I went to my first audition was in Waco. And that was like the preliminary audition where you go and it's like a sea of people and a line all the way across the street. It's like really cool to see how many people show up with the same dream of wanting to be on that show. And it's really nerve wracking. Everyone is singing really loud and probably not even trying to psych other people out, but just practicing because you're kind of like herded like cattle and then taken to um, a room where you go through a whole like snake line and then there's booths set up and you have to go with a group of like three to five other people and you sing in front of all of them while that's also going on around you. So there's like a, a bunch of people singing all at the same time. And they're probably just like trying to see like who can handle the pressure or something, but it's like nothing I've ever done before. Like it's <laughs> really crazy. Um, that sounds really um, crazy because it's like you're trying to warm up and at the same time, you're like hearing like 10,000 people singing around you. Yeah, exactly. And and it's just like, you're like, holy crap, I'm in it. Like, this is real. Like, this is what you've been dreaming about, like, since you were a little girl. And um, I mean, last year, there was like two of those auditions. So I had to do one in Waco and then I had to do another one in Nashville. And those are all with just like the producers or the executive producers. And then you go to the judges and you actually sing in front of like Katy Perry and Luke Bryan and um, Lionel Richie. And that was crazy. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I lived for a year randomly in like Dayton, Ohio. And my friend was auditioning. And we thought because we were younger that, you know, she was going to be an auditioning for the judges. But then when we get there, it's just like these random mall people or something like, and we're like, oh, well, no, totally. It's it's way different than what you see on TV. I mean, it's it's the same as what you see on TV, but you you don't realize that they have to do all of those preliminary things first because there are so many people that are auditioning. Um, and especially like that's not even counting online auditions. And this year they're like all online. So it's crazy. Oh, I didn't know that there was online ones. Yeah, I don't know when they started doing that, but I know that like some people last year started with online and then had to go audition in front of the producers or whatnot. What do they do? Like make you send a video in or something? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just like, um, they have casting directors and you send the videos and I think it's all like on their website and just says like how to submit a video to audition for American Idol. <laughs> and you just like fill out forms and I don't know. It, it was like the best experience ever. So I, I recommend everybody do it. Just go try out, why not? <laughs> so the do they go with those cameras like during the actual, you know, before you're about to be on TV and do they just talk to everybody in the crowd or they do they pick randomly out? You know how some people have those like stories before they're actually auditioned and some people just go in and audition? Yeah. Well, I think that um, everybody kind of gets, um, they record everybody's story and they, they put time into like most of the people that are auditioning. It just depends on like who gets aired and like how much they have to like cut it down for time and stuff like that but um they definitely like take care of the contestants and really like put a lot of time in to interview and I don't know they like make you feel really special it's really great 
That's cool. I can just imagine how long that day must be when they're sitting there talking to every single person that's auditioning. Yeah. How long yeah. were you there from start to finish? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly. I have a terrible memory, but I, I know like the first two were like full days. Like I was there for like, you know, it felt like 12 hours of being there like all day and our audition, um, I think I had to get there at like 6am and I didn't go until like 8pm or 8.30. And I don't think I got home until, or back to the hotel until um, after midnight. So I was exhausted. <laughs> and by the time you finally auditioned for the judges, you must have been just. It was the coolest feeling ever, honestly, like being able to sing in front of them, especially after like I had like a really hard year before and being there, it just felt so magical. I just remember being like, this can't be real life. Like this can't be real. I'm living in a dream. And I don't know. I just felt really like happy like I was where I was supposed to be at that moment you know and you got through and it was so cool how did that feel to get your validation like I waited this long I went through all this stuff and then they just totally loved me (laughs) I mean that was honestly like the best moment of my life and like getting to share that with my mom and like two of my best friends and my little sister Riley it was just like a dream. I just remember feeling like I've never been that happy before and freaking out. And, um, just, it was just like, if I could relive another moment again, I would like totally choose that moment, like just getting it and like getting to embrace all my friends and be like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. Were you nervous when you, we went up there and you actually stood in front of them? Oh yeah, definitely. I was so nervous. Um, I was still like really battling with my own like self-confidence at that time. Like I I made it that far, but I didn't know if I was actually good enough to like go through. And I mean, it's just scary too. Like you're going in there and you see all these other incredible singers in the waiting room. And then you each take your turn and you see some people go home and some people go through and you get to see all the people that like make it and don't make it throughout the day. And I was the last audition of the day. So I was literally waiting for every single other person to go watching if they make it, watching if they don't being like, how did that person not make it? And oh my God, it was just, it it was so nerve wracking. But then when you finally go, you're like, it it was just, oh my God, the validation was incredible. Like a dream. I'm sure. And especially if you're watching other people and like maybe in your mind, some of them are even better than you and they don't make it through. You're like, oh, damn, like, how do I even have a chance? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. And like as a musician and like just like a person in the world, I feel like all we do is compare ourselves to everybody else. So like the whole day you're like, oh, my God, that woman is amazing or that girl is so good or that guy is going to win the whole thing. And I I think the coolest thing about it was. everyone is super awesome. Like it wasn't like a catty environment. Everyone was so friendly. Everyone was like a champion of each other. And it was just like a really cool energy. And um, I know that's like, people talk about that, like being hard to find in like the music industry, but like for some reason it was just like a very supportive environment. And I appreciated that a lot because I I like that. So that's totally surprising. I would definitely expect there to be a lot of drama, like with the lines or something like, oh, why did they get to go or they cut me or something? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like um, 
I don't know. Maybe I just got lucky being around like good people, but like I made some awesome friends through Idol that I still talk to. And I don't know. It was, it was just like a very good experience. So Sorry. Cool. I don't have like juicy drama to give you or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, I just, I'm just genuinely interested in the whole process because like yeah. I said, I've been watching it. I mean, I watched uh, Kelly Clarkson win and Carrie Underwood. I'm a big fan of hers. And Me too. the whole thing was like so cool. I'm so excited to have you on. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be on. So you had this, um, and I won't get it like too deep into it if you don't want to, but you had this like really moving story, which is another reason I wanted to have you on personally, because that's one of my favorite things to do is flesh out kind of artists' stories about what kind of things they went through and who they are and who they are because of it what that makes their music and how it affects their music. So I'd really love to even get a piece of what you went through, describing what you went through, like on Idol. I saw your, your audition tape and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine talking about my story. Um, I, I, would, I went through like an eight and a half year, really toxic relationship. And um, when I auditioned for Idol, it was actually like while I was going through leaving that relationship. So my whole audition, if people that are watching this haven't seen it, talks about how I um, finally got the strength to leave and um, kind of realized I was living in like an unsafe situation and packed up my car and my dog and just drove all the way from California, Los Angeles to Cypress, Texas, where my family is. And um, it was like the craziest time of my life. Um, so, so dark and like I it was just such a bad experience that I was like living through but then um it's crazy because then you leave and you have to go through this like period of healing which is really tough and people get confused because they think like oh you left so you're better you're gonna be good now everything's <laughs> fine but like it's so not like that like you're gonna have ups and downs and it's not healing isn't like a straight line it's like all over the place and so yeah like the leaving was super hard but ultimately it was like obviously for the best like I felt like as soon as I left like blessings kept coming into my life and I just like knew that I was in the right place and I like finally learned what it felt like to be like safe <laughs> like with my family instead of like always having to be walking on eggshells or um just kind of like living to please someone else. Like I, I like truly found like happiness within myself, which is something I like really, truly did not think I would ever find, <laughs> um, which sounds so sad, but it was just like a bad relationship. But um, I'm like a year or more out of it now and in such a better place. And what I want to do as an artist um, to wrap up your question, um, I just, I would love to connect with other people that have been in similar situations and be able to like write about those moments. Cause I just don't feel like domestic violence is talked about enough, um, especially for how prevalent it is and how many people it affects. Um, and I just want to like honor the emotions that I've been through with it and like write about it and let other people know that like, they're not alone. Um, Cause that's something I really wish I had. Uh, more of was knowing like you're not alone so if I could do that for anyone else like that's the goal <laughs> for sure and that's one of the very very small good things about when a musician goes through something like this is they can bring the best out of the situation and write about it and let other people know that they're not alone so I'm really 
thankful for people like you who did go through these horrible things and now you want to help other women with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I feel the same way. Um, I, I truly do think it made me so much stronger. And I was like thinking about that earlier today. I was thinking about how part of the hardest part of like moving on from a really bad toxic relationship is you're not like only mourning the person that you were with that person when you leave them, but you're also mourning the person that you were before them because you can't be that girl anymore. You're not like that innocent, like naive person that can feel the way that you felt before them, but like you get to be the stronger new version of yourself afterwards where you can use that pain and like help other people. And I honestly think if more people were more educated about like the signs of, especially like narcissistic abuse and like emotional abuse, I think it would eliminate like a lot of problems. Um, I just, I want it to be talked about more. So thank you for having me on. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny how you get sucked into that world and you almost don't even realize what's happening. And then when you come out of it, you're a completely different person and you, you relate to people in different ways. And yeah you have like other people around you that are treating you like a human being and you're like, Oh, what, what? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, I remember the first time just like you go out with someone and you're like, Oh my gosh, they're nice. Like you can be nice or you're, you're going to buy my dinner and not like make me feel bad about it. And that's not to say that like, I didn't have some good times in this terrible relationship that I have or had. Um, which I feel like some people get confused about because they're like, oh, if it was so awful, just leave. But it's like, okay, well, the reason that it's toxic is because there are some good times and there are a lot of bad times. That's part of the reason why you stay because you're so attached to those good times and you don't want to miss them, you know, because cutting out even such a large part of your life can mean, you know, it's just devastating. It's a whole big change. Yeah. And I'm like learning all about trauma bonds now and just like how you can be like connected to someone that even though, you know, like this is so wrong and this is so bad. That's why it takes so long for people to leave. I think I can't remember the actual statistic, but I think they say that it takes around eight times for someone to leave an abusive relationship. And I swear I, I tried to leave so many times. Like I can't tell you how many times we broke up and I would be like packing a bag, but then they say the right thing and you just go right back, you know? Yep. And um, luckily I was able to like break that pattern and get out, which, oh my God, not a lot of people can say, which is so sad. And I would love to help anyone they can, anyone that I can see the signs and get out before it's too late, you know? So is this, are you going from now on to be kind of on a mission to help? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately I would love to, like that is something I'm so passionate about. And I do work with like a couple organizations and try to do like sing, sing off, not sing offs, but like singing for them or um, just I donate and everything like that. And I would love to get more involved. I feel like I'm a person, like I don't totally know how to get involved in the ways that I want to, because I would love to be able to do like a sit down like Q&A and like get to like really know these people and connect and like have like real conversations with real victims and women that have like been through this. Um, but I would love to write songs about it and share my music and just be honest and real about like what it is and not like glamorize it. I, I feel like the way that Hollywood does and just be real about like the experiences that men and women are having with 
um, domestic violence or toxic relationships. I just want to be someone that people can see as someone that got out and is in a better place. So, so, so what made you finally say, this is it, I, I'm gone? I'm, I'm not gonna like say the exact moment or scenario that happened just out of like respect for even myself and just everyone involved. But I think um, it's that moment when someone does something and you go, I know that's not okay. Like I know there's no gray lines, this, there's no gaslighting. You can't like go back and tell me like that I was wrong or that it didn't happen. Like you're like, I have proof that this terrible thing happened. I can't stay here anymore. And also just, I finally had started going to a therapist <laughs> that um, sent me to a different therapist and to a different therapist. And they were all telling me the exact same things, which is you're in an unsafe situation and you need to leave. And I remember when the first therapist said it, I was like, you're wrong. You don't even know me or my partner or anything. Like you have no idea. Like you're only listening to the one bad thing I told you. It got really defensive. Um, but then, you know, after the other therapist said it and then my family members and my mom, my sister, my friends, they're all being like, Ren, <laughs> this is wrong. You've got to get out. I was like, oh, okay, this is wrong. I've, I've got to get out. And, um, Luckily, I, I just like I had the right support system and I had the right people in my life to feel strong enough to leave at that moment. It all worked out. Um, but I know like some people I've gotten so many messages after Idol from women and men either telling me that I'm the reason they are leaving or saying like they don't know how to leave and that. Oh, my God. And I. I feel like I do have like a responsibility on my shoulders to be honest about it just because I do feel strong enough to talk about it. And I feel like I went through it for a reason. And I, I do know that I can help people. And I also, I've, I've just always felt like um, a very like empathetic person. Like I'm able to, I love talking about feelings. I love like talking to other people about their feelings and um, like, yeah, I just, I love that. So like, honestly, like any way that I could help other people like that is the dream. That's the goal. That's why I've always wanted to do music was to connect with other people. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, let's cut the small talk and get to the real. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That's like how I met like all of my best friends is like the first time you meet and you're somehow talking about your personal traumas. <laughs> you're like 30 minutes into meeting. It's great. Yeah, like, okay. Now we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, well, you know me now, so. Well, that's amazing. I want to thank you so much for going into it and talking about it with me. Um, I was listening to your EP, and most of it sounds pretty positive and kind of going away from it, but the last song, I was thinking this is probably about that. You know what's funny? Those are all songs that I wrote, um, like, while in the relationship. So, like, it's so weird to to listen to the lyrics of them and to, to like really analyze them, like knowing where I was because all of the positive songs were like me living in this daydream of like wanting to be optimistic and being like, this could be, this could be good. Like, I wanna be happy. Like, why aren't we happy? 
And then there's another one called like read your mind, which makes me so, it's hard for me to even listen to because the whole song is just me being like, why are you mad at me? Why are you mad at me? Like, please love me. Like, let's, like, let's just talk it out. Like, and like, that's just the perspective. Those aren't the lyrics, but like, when I listen to it, I'm like, who are you? Why, why are you chasing after him? Like, why, if he doesn't want to talk to you, go, go get your nails done, go do something else. Like, don't write a song about him not wanting to talk to you. You're awesome. He should want to talk to you. And so like that EP is so funny to me, but I didn't want those songs to get lost. Cause like earlier when I was saying like, I want to like honor all the emotions that you go through. Like I wrote those songs cause I was also feeling those emotions going through it. So maybe someone else could relate to it. Now but, that I, now that I but, know that I love it even more because I was thinking, oh, she's probably happy now and has like a new guy, which is great. But now that I know it's so much deeper because yeah, that was that part of you that was holding on to the good sides of things or the good side you know, that's so actually really powerful. I really oh man, thank you. Yeah, no, and there's another one that's like, I think I'm gonna stick around. And that was like one of the, uh, it like makes me sick now. You know what I mean? Like, and I like those songs, but like, I can't like really listen to them the way I used to. Yeah. But I do have some um, like bops coming out that are more on that, I'm on the other side, independent woman, like, you made it through type of song. So I'm excited to release those soon. So good. And that's, that's cool because that's like the next phase of moving on and healing. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really struck by the fact that you said that, um, about, you know, you holding on to that side of the good side of things or not even knowing what you were going through at the time was abuse. Yeah. Um, I, I read the other day, this was so random, but um, I'm in this Facebook group just of like ladies from Los Angeles and we talk about all kinds of things and I won't call her out or anything obviously but she was saying ladies I really want to leave my husband I don't love him anymore he's not abusive at all and she used those words but I just feel like um, and it was just a list of things going on and all of the things were abusive like he didn't hit her but it was all verbal and just really bad abuse and like all the comments were like what are you talking about he is abusive <laughs> and but her mentality was like oh he's not abusive at all he's just kind of an ass and that is what is so sad to me is that society has almost like taught women to accept their partners being abusive to us like we've just accepted it by being like boys are just being boys boys will be boys men oh men are just insensitive men can't like think like women or men aren't caring like women it's like yeah we're no emotional no men are emotional like women are really rational and like I mean I don't know I couldn't really relate to that woman you're talking about though because I remember being like the first time you know you open up to a friend and you're like no I'm not saying he's a bad he's amazing he's a perfect partner but he did do xyz and i cried for days or blah 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 and it's like you're like what did you do <laughs> like um <laughs> so it's you know i also think it um a lot of times in those situations the person that is the toxic one is usually telling their partner you are the reason that i'm treating you like this like you are to blame. And so like when you're kind of almost like gaslit and programmed to think like I'm the problem, how can I fix myself? How can I 
avoid a fight today, like that's when you need to start thinking, okay, gosh, you got to get out of that relationship because like clearly something's wrong. Like the walking on eggshells that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That. And just like, oh man, I don't know. There's just so many warning signs that it's really crazy as you like educate yourself more on the warning signs of like narcissistic abuse or toxic relationships. It's kind of very similar. A lot of the patterns of those types of abusers are so similar. So like even the things they say um, are like similarly the same things. And it's really crazy because I'll get these messages from people after Idol and some people really went in and like told me all of these details about their life and their relationship. And you could almost like take their name out and put your name in and be like, I've been there. Like, I know exactly what you're familiar. Yeah. And it's, it's really sad. And like, I I would hope that um, not only like, do I want to help women um, and men uh, like victims of domestic violence or abuse, but I think it's really important to like educate boys and men and even girls like that are doing this as well. Like, not to be that way because a lot of it could be like taught by your parents or taught by society um to be controlling or to think that like you could have ownership over your partner or your wife or whatever and even just like the idea of being able to have like an opinion on what someone wears it's like we need to teach people that that's so not okay do you think that they do it on purpose like or or it just kind of comes naturally I think it's probably different per person. I think that a lot of people are probably taught by what they see, like you're a product of how you're raised and you know, like you are what you see when you're growing up. And um, I think it'd be pretty impossible to be like a kid that's raised by, raised a certain way and then to have to grow up into, I don't know. I, I, I think that you can go one of two ways if you have a toxic like environment while you're growing up. You could either be just like it or you use it as ammunition to be like, I will never be that way. And I think it's usually like that. So it's a toss up. Praise those people. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's just like how we respond to trauma in general too. It's just, we have a choice. You either like go the dark side or you go the light side. And it's like, what are you going to do? So. So how are you feeling these days? Are you, are you healing? Are you getting better? So, oh my God. Yeah, definitely. It's been a really weird year because of, um, just the pandemic and living in quarantine and things like that. But I honestly think that for me personally, like it was such an emotional year. There were so many things that, oh my God, like it was just an emotional year for everyone. And there were so many, I can't even go on a list of how many things that happened that just broke me this year but it also put things into perspective when it comes to my relationship that I was like oh my god the world is literally falling apart and burning like I do not want to also add a bad relationship on top of that yeah it's crazy you got out of that and then all this stuff hit I'm like oh no (laughs) I know it was like yeah it was it was a crazy year but um Luckily, like I'm in Cyprus and I'm like with my family and I'm able to be around like my friends that I've known since I was in middle school or elementary school. And I just, I feel so at home and like loved and supported. And I think like also just 
the people that decided to follow me after idol and like follow my YouTube, like I've just been able to generate such a safe space (laughs) for myself with the type of people that feel called to like, follow me. Like I love them so much. Like the nicest people, like so supportive, just like sending me love and sending me their stories. And I just, I love it. I feel like that's been so healing for me to be able to connect and just talk about what I've been through and hear from what other people have been through too. So it's been cool. Yeah. Did it surprise you when you started hearing from all these people? Oh my God. Yeah. It surprised me so much because, um, so when you film idol, you film it like months before it airs, obviously. And so like when I was waiting for it to air, oh my God, I was so anxious just because I was like, I've never told this story before but now I'm about to tell millions of people across the world. And I was like, what's gonna happen? What are they gonna think? Am I gonna be another one of those girls that gets bullied online because they're like, we don't believe you? Or just just thinking of all the things that could happen and just feeling scared and afraid to like tell my story. And um, I just remember like the anxiety of the months before it aired. And then I was just so happy with how American Idol did it and put it together I I felt so honored of how they like chose to tell my story um and it's just oh my god I can't even put it into words like it was great well I I was reading um comments and stuff from your audition tape and people love you and it's (laughs) it's so beautiful and like they were so mad when you got eliminated I'm like oh no I wish that you had a longer run I cannot believe leave that you got eliminated I was like what she sounded so good you're so sweet thank you so much it you know it was like a really crazy year there were so many good singers and I don't know I was upset when I got kicked off like for sure I was like really crushed but um I I don't know like I everyone was so incredible like how are you supposed to choose like it's just, that's just the way it is sometimes. So I was upset, but like the love that I received totally made it better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the comments were like, I would have chose Ren any day. And like, you know, like the keyboard words. And I'm like, yeah, me too. It's so sweet. No. And like that meant so much more to me than anyone realized. Cause I was like upset and like to hear like that people liked me. I was just, I don't know. The validation like really meant so much to me. Yeah, especially the contrast coming from, you know, someone telling you you're worthless to people telling you you're amazing. And it was, yeah, it was honestly hard to fully process. And like, I won't lie, like there's some days where like, I don't feel that way still, you know, like just living with like PTSD or like those insecurities that you still have from having someone else's voice in your head or something like that. And there's days I wake up and I do feel like worthless again, but I know that I'm not. And I know that I like have like a really awesome kick-ass support system around me, including like all my friends on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. So I don't know. I just think that like, I was living like alone for a really long time. And now I know what it feels like to have a community. And I just, I want that for everyone. You know, I want everyone to feel seen and heard and validated because I know how it feels when you don't and it sucks (laughs) so man I had to learn the hard way that there'll be those days that you just feel 
worthless. Like, oh my God, what am I even doing? Like, why am I even trying, right? But just give yourself those days, right? It really matters on what you actually know. Like, you know you're not worthless. You know you can do it. You know that, you know, you should dream big and all this stuff. As long as you know that, screw those days where you feel the opposite. You know, that's just a day. It matters what you feel overall. Exactly. So true. It is just a day. (laughs) And they pass. You know, like they say, it's like all those cheesy um, things about like the storm passes and there's a rainbow, but like, it's so true. And I think that's like a really beautiful thing about life though, is like, I've been able to witness that so many times, like the storm and then the rainbow. And like, I'm a huge believer in like timing. And I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I went through what I went through because I was supposed to go through it because I was going to be able to survive it and like help hopefully a lot of people that's the goal yes and now you're giving other people hope too so that's great (laughs) so what else have you been doing in uh 2020 I know there's not much people can do but um well just like a lot of um creative stuff I've been doing a lot of writing trying to do um I've been doing like placements for commercials or like tv shows and stuff like that so lots of writing I got my own um like recording studio set up like at home so that I was able to do that throughout quarantine, which was essential this year, because I would have been going crazy if I wasn't able to play shows or record. <laughs> it would have been nuts. Um, but I've been doing like a ton of painting and art and just like trying to do a lot of things that like really center me. I'm like a super like artsy type of person. So I'm just like, I need to paint and like have my iced coffee and write and just do all my the things that like make me feel like at peace, <laughs> I guess. Um, I've been re- watching so many scary movies too. Really? So Can you tell yeah. me some? Because I, it's October and I always like to, I'm not too into scary movies, but during October, I definitely like to step out of my comfort zone and watch a bunch of them. Okay. So do you, there's like so many different types of scary movies. Like, do you if you don't like gore, I can tell you some that are like less bloody. No, no. So I don't like ones that are like saw. I like ones that more have a like a really cool story. So I can I get it's scary, but I also get really into the story. So that's the reason I'm watching. So you know what I want? Me and my friends watch these movies. I don't know how popular they are. So like, I hope there's not like some movie critic out here being like, you're lame. That movie sucks. I personally think it's good. I love movies with like a really big twist in it where you're like, what's going on? Yeah. So there's this movie that's like kind of scary. I think it's called Triangle. And then there's another one called um, Time Lapse. Okay. And I think there's another one called Time Trap, but they all have like really big twists in them, but they're not like super bloody or gory, but like, you're kind of like, what's happening? Like you're on the edge of your seat sort of thing yes that's so you can try okay (laughs) you can try it out see um otherwise I don't know I mean I have like a whole freaking list I can send you I'll just text it to you okay (laughs) yeah I mean I mean what else are we kind of doing in 2020 other than movies has been a big one Netflix um at the beginning there was Tiger King which like I said felt like two years ago now (laughs) I know I know all the banana bread it's crazy does feel like two years ago (laughs) it's nuts 
for the first time in my life, I'm excited that uh, summer is ending because I'm just ready for this year, uh, year to end. I'm like, okay, fall's coming. That means the year's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how's the weather over by you? It's hot right now, which kind of makes me mad because it wasn't hot all summer. Um, really? But, you know, I'm from Houston, so I uh, I feel like L.A. is very, very cold. <laughs> like, yes, you. you. Know, 65 degrees or like 75 degrees, I'll be like chilly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm like, you guys can't call it perfect weather if you need a sweater. No. You need to just go outside and not think about it for it to be perfect like perfect weather would be like 79 maybe for me <laughs> yeah 79 I mean, in like Houston because I don't know what it is I think because LA has the uh, Pacific winds and then Houston yeah. has the Gulf winds so it's like a warm blanket yeah no that's so true and it's been hot here but it's kind of starting to cool down so I'm like super excited for it to be, you know, just like a little cooler because it's been in the 90s and hundreds, like consistently pretty much. I'm just I like that, man. I, I love back I, home. I always dream about it. I'm like, give me all the humidity. I just want my face to kind of melt off. Is. And your hair like gets bigger. You're like, this is great. Like, I don't know why people complain about it. What part of Houston are you from? I'm from, I say Houston, but it's Brookshire. It's like this tiny little small town in the Houston area. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, I grew up in Cyprus, so. I used to work there in uh, the Willowbrook Mall. <laughs> Did you really? Where? Hot Topic. Oh my god, I probably, like, met you. You probably did. <laughs> I guarantee, yeah, I was probably like, that girl at Hot Topic is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I was a manager down there for a couple of years, and um, the traffic was the worst. Like, I could, well, I had never gone into Houston because I was still really young at that point, so I was still kind of staying around my little country area. Yeah. And so Willowbrook was the first time that I was really driving in the country and I almost died like 50 times. Like people out there like this is the <laughs> like the way they cut in front of you. So true. No, yeah. I feel like in Houston a lot of people speed and like really like go jagged on the like um like changing lanes and everything like that but in California you'll be riding on the freeway and someone will be like smoking weed and going like 15 miles per hour <laughs> and you're like, you're like that's great have a nice day sir I used to play <laughs> this game in Houston that was like I can go 90 as long as I'm right behind the truck that's going 95 and I won't get pulled over <laughs> yes in Houston yeah no yeah literally like you I mean I don't don't speed kids but like <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, like no don't we don't contone it but um yeah it's it's crazy though like I very rarely see anyone going the speed limit in Houston no like yeah. it's like what 65 there still and um nobody goes that. If, if you're going yeah. 65 everybody will be passing you and like honking you with their guns out like <laughs> hang like shaking it I'm just joking I'm kidding but um yeah it's crazy yeah, I was so excited when I uh, I saw that you're from Cyprus. I'm like, oh yeah. I know. I love meeting other people from Houston and Texas. It's just like a club that everyone wants to be in, even if they say nothing. Like the Houston crew, or the even the Texas crew. Like we have pride, like no other. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's like I don't really know if it's warranted. I'm like, I'm not sure. 
if like this is normal, but I love it. I love the energy that we've created. I love being a Texas fan. I just love it. Okay, guys, our state has everything. We literally have beaches, lakes, mountains, deserts. What more could you want? We have Mexican food, we, we have barbecue, we have everything. It's all the best. I go home and there's this little um, car, like truck in my hometown. And this wonderful lady, she makes these like homemade tortillas. And every time I go home, I take like stacks of them to bring home and freeze because then I won't eat any other tacos. I love that. No, dude, I remember living in LA and um, I went to a restaurant and I didn't even like look at the menu because I was just at like a Mexican restaurant. And I was like, can I get a queso? And they were like, what? Oh, no, I and, I like, oh, and they were like, um, okay. And they went and they brought me nacho cheese, like the yellow baseball stadium nacho cheese. And I was like, okay, well, I still like that stuff. So this is okay, but this is not queso. No, no, no. Um, and they call it a uh, cheese dip out here. I'm like, ew. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, queso. Like, guys, and like California is so close to, to I know, I don't know. Okay, so it's like, I don't know if that's like an Americanized. I think it's a, it's a Tex-Mex thing. I had to learn the difference the hard way between Tex-Mex and Mexican food. California yeah. is much more like real Mexican food and it's from a different region. So if you notice, yeah. like we're like, we're over here in Mexico and Texas is like a whole different part of Mexico. So they have different food or different yeah. styles. No, I, I remember like finding there's this like taco truck. Um, I don't know if it's where it's at, but I think it's on Los Feliz or something like that, but it's um, like Hugo's Tacos and they have this like honey chipotle sauce. And that was the only place I got tacos in California. Cause I was like, this is good. I'll, I'll take this, but it's not my deep fried stuffed avocado that I get in Texas. <laughs> it was like, this, it's not that. Have you been to uh Torchies? Heck yeah. Oh my God. Best queso ever. Yeah. I get, I always get those like deep fried avocado, avocado tacos. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. So good. I, I love it. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh, I know we're sorry. sitting here talking about Texas, but I can't help it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I do too. No, I, yeah, I'm the same way. So we could talk about it forever. Honestly. I'm like Texas gal. Hell yeah. This is going to be half the podcast. <laughs> I but love that. For, for real though. I do want to hear about, I'm so when are you going to drop a new EP on us? I know that the last one came out in 2020, but these days artists are just kind of going and going and going. So, well, so I'm working on a new EP right now. I have like one song that's completely finished that I'm planning on putting out like really soon. And I'm super excited too, because it's like the first song that I wrote, like after the breakup that I've fully recorded and it's like completely produced and done. And I'm just excited to like have a new sound and like, just put it out there. Um, but I'm definitely working on stuff now and I would love to get like a new EP out in the next like couple of months even, like that'd be great. Do you have, so you write all the songs? Yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, that's so cool. Do, do you do you work with like a certain producer or is it always just like your own thing? I've, I've done a lot on my own, but right now I'm actually working with this producer named Mark McCluskey and he um, lives in New York. He's based out of New York, but um, I met him in Chicago when he was living there and he's done really awesome stuff. Um, but he's like worked with uh, a lot of really awesome bands. And he's just like one of those guys that when you sit with him, you're like, 
you're a genius. I love you. <laughs> like, he's just so fun. And I, I love working with people like that, you know, that are just so inspiring and um, kind of like push you out of your box too. Like, I just think that's like the point of creating art and music is like, what can you do? So like, it's great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to get that out. I'll definitely like have to give you a shout when I get some demos together. Yes. You, well, you know what? You're part of the women in stereo family now. So anytime you have anything new, you need to send it to me like immediately. Hey, I will do that for sure. Definitely. So what's your songwriting process like? Um, yeah, I think it's like different every time. Like sometimes I'll just be driving and like a thought will come into my head and I'll sing it into my voice memos or something like that. Other times I'm like writing out like a diary page and just like kind of singing along to the words I'm writing or other times I'll be like at a piano or with my guitar and just like putting chords together. And so sometimes it's the melody first, sometimes it's the chords, sometimes it's the lyrics. It's like, they're all different really. It's just kind of like when the mood strikes. Do, have you ever recorded in LA? I know you, you, you lived out here, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, I recorded in LA a few times, but I honestly have the worst memory I could not tell you what that studio was called I remember we called the guy Mark November Rain because of the song and he was awesome like Mark was a great guy like loved him I just like I do not for the life of me remember his last name right now on at this exact moment but I had a great time recording with him and it was amazing and um yeah I was in a band out there called Stamps so we did um a lot of recording um but we also did some in chicago too and i've done some here so we just we mainly toured and stuff like that so it did like a lot of all over the country stuff do you feel like since you're still pursuing a career in music do you feel like you're gonna have to come back out here or are you stationed in texas from now on i don't know i mean part of me i feel like um Part of me is torn because I love being home and I love being around my family, but I really do miss LA. I miss the freedom of expression that LA gives you. And that's something that I don't really feel here as much. Like I, I know you can be that person that wears that crazy outfit and goes out and, you know, like you can stand out here, you can, but it's different for some reason. Like, I feel like there's like a different energy. Like when you're in LA, I feel like it's almost like the same thing of when you're in New York or Paris, it's like, there's like a magical energy that you can be anyone, meet anyone, do anything at any moment. And it's like magic. And um, I'd say that's like what I'm choosing between. It's like, do you want like magical LA or like homey Houston? <laughs> yeah, I go through that all of them both. <laughs> I know, I kind of wish, you know, that's kind of why I'm thinking about moving to Nashville because it yes. has, it almost has that, like kind of both. It's not You're as so big right. as LA yet, but there's still that freedom of expression. And there's just so much more, I think, creative people out there that it's, it's more expected that like, you can walk down the street and do whatever you want and you won't get as many strange looks. Yeah. And I'm also like talking more from my perspective of how I live more in the burb area than like Houston, Houston, oh, yeah. because um, like I know there are some really cool neighborhoods like in the Heights and like Montrose and everything like that. Like that's where like the cool people are and they're all dressing adorable and they don't give a crap about what anyone thinks about them. I love that. I love that energy. Um, but no, I do miss it. So I don't know. Who knows? I do want to move back to LA though one day, maybe. Um, I definitely can't wait to like visit more again because I moved back and then like the pandemic happened 
and I was like oh gosh like I can't even like go visit right now and like see my friends or anything like that sucks but just being safe. one day one day when we can travel more safely I will definitely like come back and good go good when, when you come back you have to tell me I will yeah that'd be so fun what are your um your favorite spots out there now well, I'm a little bit um, closer to the beach, so I really like Hermosa and um, any of those like restaurants that are out there by the beach and just grab a mimosa and, you know, go to the beach. Yeah. That's what I like to do. I don't really have a, I guess like Cabo because I really like margaritas. <laughs> yeah. The totally one by the beach. Too. I'm all on that. All on that. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, I love the beach and like mimosas, brunch. I'm just like, Yes. I'll that's what I like it. to do. I like, and that's why the other reason I miss Texas because I like being on a boat somewhere, like a pontoon somewhere, just having like some wine and listening to yeah. music. And <laughs> yeah, totally. And I love the prices of things here too, like food yeah. or like drinks. Like when you find a place that has like three dollar drinks, and you're like, "What? <laughs> like that's what's in it?" <laughs> Is it water? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> but um, no, it's so fun. And I, I don't know, like Houston is just such a really cool town. I didn't know because when I moved before, I, I moved when I was 17 to live in California. So I like literally left to be a musician as like a teenager. And I was living in um, LA as like a 17 year old instead of being like here. So whenever I turned 21 I never really got to experience that as much in like Houston so I didn't get like that adult life here um I got that in LA and I was like this town is incredible this is crazy like I just felt like I had so much fun as like a young 20 something living in California and then um I when I moved back here though before the pandemic happened um I realized the adult life here is amazing too. Like there are so many really cool bars that you can like bring your dog to and like, <laughs> so cute. And I don't know, it's just like, I didn't realize like there's this place called Present Company and I'm like, you are so cute. Like these bars are just adorable. And I don't know, I mean, now I hope people aren't going to them because of the pandemic, but um, before that all happened, it was very fun. So, so yeah, hopefully we'll get back there soon safely hopefully one day so what are your plans for the rest of the year that you sorry what'd you say oh I was gonna ask about your plans for the rest of the year since we only got a few months left oh um well I'm not allowed to like talk too much about it but I actually I'm auditioned for idol again um yeah so like I'm not allowed to say if I made it or if anything like that happened but um yeah, I'm just like this year, I'm just gonna try and do what I can in the music industry, like trying to release music and trying to just like grind and try to be further along than I am now and just, you know, kind of play the game <laughs> the way that yeah. you're supposed to. Yeah, so it's just um, continuing to move forward and trying to just, you know, like write something that means something to me and release it and I don't know I'm just I'm excited for this year I'm excited for um hopefully this next year to be a lot better for everyone than last year was so we deserve some positivity and some kindness and you know I I'm just like excited for hopefully to see 
things turn around <laughs> and be better. You know, what I keep saying is um, I think this year for a lot of people is that like a final boss. And then if we could just get through this year, the next year is going to be amazing and all our dreams are going to come true or something, you know, I'll hope wishful thinking, but. No, I'm the same way. And I'm totally that type of person as well. Like, I'm like, this all has to be like, it has to end. It has to, like, it can't just keep being terrible. That That's not the way it goes. Like we, good things have to come. Good things have to come. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully good things happen soon. <laughs> Eventually. And I'm like, let's pray together. <laughs> just like, please. Oh my God. All right, Ren. Well, it's been about an hour or so. I don't want to take too much of your time. I will let you go. Thank you so much for talking to me. This was actually a really wonderful conversation. And this is what I, I like to do. It's just instead of just like interviewing and like asking boring questions, you know, having like a real conversation. Yes, I'm the same way. I, I loved it. I love talking to you. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much again for coming on. Like I said, if you or when you release new music, please send it my way. You are part of the Women in Stereo family. So, well, thank you so much. Yeah, I will. I'll send you a demo I have actually soon. So, okay. Sounds good. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. All right. Bye. It was good talking. Yes. <laughs> bye. Bye.